because you can get narcissists in in family dynamics as well and they're worse because sometimes they're harder to walk away from because everyone goes that's just the way they are Mm. I hate that that's bullshit to me that is bullshit that's just the way they are well what if every time I walked into a room and they punched me in the face is that just the way they are would I allow myself to be punched in the face welcome to the empath and the narcissist podcast where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. Today is episode 90, how to embrace your queen energy and shed the narcissist control in your life with Lady Portia, AKA Marcus Hunter Neal. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. Today's guest is a special guest, just like all the others, but I was so excited and just thrilled to be in the high energy of Marcus Hunter Neal, aka Lady Portia. I had the pleasure to meet Marcus on his podcast with Gene Sullivan, who you just heard on the podcast in episode 88 with soulmate coach Gene Sullivan. So they both co-host a podcast called Dating is Such a Drag, and I was a guest on their podcast, and it was just so much fun. Their vibe was so high, so I had to have them on our podcast to share with you, my lovely empaths, just their amazing wisdom, so each individually on their own shows. So today is Marcus's, and I'm going to read through his little letter to you. It's more like His bio is a bio, but it's more of like a little love letter, and I just love it. So I'm going to read it to you. Hey, my name is Marcus. I'm based in sunny Belfast, Northern Ireland, but the world is my playground, and I'm living the dream in high vibration. 
one setback at a time, LOL. I wear many hats in my career and over the past 20 years, I've had a very diverse road of life. I am the Mind Valley's Irish ambassador, which is a role I love. I founded the U equals can network, you can, in the first lockdown, a global helping hand network. I mostly work in global corporate leadership and personal development with teams or individuals working with major international organizing on setting up best working practices and delivering supportive coaching on diversity, equality, inclusion, and belonging, including the importance cognitive diversity. I am an end goal strategist, social entrepreneur, TED talker, history maker many times over, and 100% life lover who loves to talk and has wonderful stories to share, which I do weekly on a dating and love podcast. I co-host Dating is Such a Drag, pun intended. I love working in the field of thought leadership, coaching, leadership, and personal development as a communications facilitator and leadership mentor. I deliver workshops and seminars across a variety of sectors, I love nothing more than helping companies and individuals get out of their own way and thrive. I have my own coaching practice with clients all over the world, so I'm used to working in different time zones. And what makes my coaching very unique is not only do I work on unblocking, cognitively reframing, and neurologically reprogramming negative limiting beliefs, thoughts, and actions. I spent an equal amount of time raising each individual client's personal vibration so they become superhumans in the world around them and the universe delivers their wish list for life. Tweaking our personal vibration gives us the key to whatever we want and my clients transform their lives in weeks. I work with a toolbox of a different kind, leaving school with no qualifications, a result of severe dyslexia, and many years of degrading and humiliating bullying. Once I left school, I was very quickly excelled my way to adult life and career by cultivating the art of listening, watching and reading human behavior to figure out what makes people tick. I know how to use every trick in my toolbox for maximum success. Over the past 23 years of working, my experience comes from working in special needs, the world of performing arts, media, property, and cosmetic sales, being the only male cosmetic salesperson in Northern Ireland at the time, and as a pioneering drag artist, I identify a weakness or quirky characteristic and turn it into a strength. I've got a wonderfully colorful and hardworking lifestyle which allows me to share my knowledge with others in the hope to help inspire and drive them forward in their careers, I love seeing teams I work with transform and gel. It makes my heart sing because none of us are as strong as all of us. With no traditional qualifications, I've worked eight years within BBC, both presenting, producing, and entertainment shows. I'm an ambassador for the NSPCC, Childline, a role I do both as myself and in drag, showing that diversity exists and it's cool. I've also loved my time working on children in need, and I may have been in the suit as a part of my time in cosmetics and beyond. I've worked for Macmillan, and I ran for 10 years, Look Good, Feel Better, a cosmetics cancer charity. 
I'm very lucky to also have a 23-year successful drag career globally, which has seen me be able to use my drag superpower to cultivate some very big changes. In Northern Ireland, being front and center in bringing marriage equality to Northern Ireland, a new, a few fun facts, well, apart from being able to do any eight-second costume change and cartwheel in stilettos, lol, I'm currently working on my first novel and a personal development guide to life. I'm so excited to read that. Please feel free to reach out, say hi, all the very best of wishes, love, Marcus. And without further ado, let's get into our conversation. We are back. I'm so excited with Marcus, a.k.a. Lady Portia from Dating is Such a Drag. Thank you for being here. What's up, girl? How are you? Cheers. Cheers. I'm so well. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. I'm beaming in from Belfast, in case anybody's wondering what the accent is. I love it. I love (laughs) it. I'm from Northern Ireland. Incidentally, Belfast is actually where they made the Titanic, for anyone that didn't know that. And I live very close to where the Titanic was dropped into the sea for the very first time and sailed off to um, Portsmouth, where it picked everybody up, and then off to the Americas, and then unfortunately never made it. So it wasn't broke whenever it left Belfast. That's that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. It wasn't us. (laughs) That's so amazing. I was on his podcast with Jean, the soulmate life coach, who was just recently also on our podcast. I just had to pick both your brains individually here to support our audience. And he kept sharing stories. I'm like, we need to talk more about these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, we need we need to spill the tea. <laughs> we completely. need to spill the tea. Yes. And because the thing about it is, you know, people don't realize when they're when they're caught up in it. It's a bit like I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary or the movie Grey Gardens. Oh, Are you familiar I have with this? Not. I need. So to it's that. a really brilliant documentary, and it, and it and it and it's amazing in the sense of if you watch the movie of it. So Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lang play little Edie and um, young Edie and and, little, and and older Edie, mother daughter, who were huge big socialites. Little Edie was dipped to be like the first lady, and then they ended up being Jackie Onassis cousins and aunt and they fell into they lived in this huge big house in the Hamptons they were the it family Edie whenever she was doing her debut um she was body beautiful Beale and they like literally were of their day the Kardashians right Mm -hmm. but cut to the documentary which is you can find online and they're living in squalor and then you kind of think to yourself, how did they go from all of that to kind of living living in squalor? They're still in the mansion and they still live this in this head that they're still the glitterati. But everything else is falling. There's like 18 inbred cats. There's, you know, all these different animals living in the hut. There's holes in the walls. And they like live in, in one bedroom. And that's kind of what a, a good description of when you're in the moment you do not see what is going on you don't see the wallpaper chipping you don't see the crack in the paint you don't see that the door is coming off its hinges and for the last six months you've been kind of like pushing the door and walking around it 
to the point where you just keep the door open because you can't get it open or closed. You, mm-hmm. All of that just becomes so ingrained into your everyday. So it's exactly the same thing when you're living with a narcissist because mm-hmm. what can tend to happen is everything is so amazingly wonderful and then it's not, but it's only little things that you navigate around and then you navigate around something else and you navigate and every single time you allow one type of behavior to happen it manifests into something bigger and a different behavior but they're so finite that you're not even aware sometimes it makes you go oh god that was a bit odd oh but here's a bunch of flowers oh you know this isn't making me feel a little bit uncomfortable oh but this has been a lovely dinner oh here's here's a something here's a something here's a something and it kind of cancels all of that out until one day you're literally living in gray gardens where the entire house like the the police department and the council were called because the house was deemed to be unhabitable, yet the two residents still lived in it. And mm-hmm. that is like your that's the perfect example of living with a narcissist. And Not until denial. everything mm-hmm. crumbles around you and you're mm-hmm. still going, This house is beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. We have got the perfect marriage. He might he's got his quirks or she's got her quirks. But that's just them. And you're just jealous because I'm living this dream life because we've convinced ourselves that we are living this dream life because the lie is easier to tolerate than the truth. Mm. You know, because if you actually sat down and were truthful to yourself, you would go, get the fuck out of Dodge. (laughs) You know, whereas you don't, you put these blinkers on because you don't want to lose space with your friends you don't want to lose space with your family and you don't want to lose space with yourself because you're almost going how could I have let this happen to me you know and the thing is there are some of the most successful people in the world who have fallen foul of this and you know you can get narcissists who do things completely unintentionally they they don't set out to be like, I'm going to grab this person and I'm going to turn them into a victim. This is just what their personality is. And then they move and mold people into what works for them. It's a bit like getting a pair of Jimmy shoes and then breaking them in. They're really sore at the start, but once you break them in, then then they're comfortable. So that's what a narcissist tries to do with a partner. I'll mm-hmm. bend them to my way and I'll make them fit. And then, the, and then the shoe fits, and then all of a sudden you go. Actually, these are six inch heels. I could wear trainers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm getting, I'm getting off this merry-go-round. You know, yeah. and that's the thing. It's not you. No one sets out actively to be a narcissist and the victim of a narcissist. It just happens, and it can happen to everybody and anybody. And yeah. you just have to kind of spot the warning signs. And also what I would say is one of the fastest ways to never get caught up in a narcissist grip is simply self-love. And that is once you fall in love with yourself wholeheartedly and in all of my coaching, what I, before I start anything, I get all of my clients to uh, be their own wingman, right? So actually be their own best friend be their own support act, be their own person that they are saying, I've got your back. Because if you're in a really healthy relationship, right, and you're out somewhere 
and someone is having a go at your partner or someone's rude to like your sister or your mum and you jump in and you're like, right, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not having this. I want to get this sorted out. You've jumped in to protect somebody else. Mm -hmm. So when you become your own wingman and all of a sudden your spider senses go up and go, don't know what's going on here, don't like it, but actually I'm going to step in for myself. So it's yourself is stepping in for self to go, actually, one, I don't get spoken to like this because I don't speak to people like this. Two, I don't know where the fuck you think you're getting off on behaving like this, but this doesn't ride with me. If we are going to stay in any form of a connection, here's a slight tweak that you're going to have to make to keep me, not that I have to keep make to keep you because I'm so content on my own that I don't need to be in this relationship. At the moment, I want to be it, but if once I stop wanting to be in it, I'm out the door. That's and it. when yeah, you that's get it. into a scenario of you are your own best friend and wingman and support, and you listen to what you're actually saying to yourself, but then also a relationship is something that you want to be in, not that you need to be in. So mm-hmm. many people fall foul of you know, I need to be in a, if I'm not in a relationship, I'm not myself and I can't do this and I can't cope. So they will, they'll, you know, every red flag that's banging them up the face will go, oh, 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 Wendy the day with red flags. Oh my God, what's going on here? (laughs) You know, oh, there's another one. Oh, dodge that, Phyllis. Hey, empaths, wanted to take a break and ask if these phrases sound familiar to you. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist, is for you. How to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, and manipulation. Receive another bonus in this book. The free Four Ways to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop is included in this book if you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then go to www.ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. Now back to the show. But the narcissist is really good to have you ignore those red flags because like you said, they'll have, there's a red flag that'll hit your face and then there'll be a bouquet of roses that'll hit your face. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, Oh, well that's really nice. I kind of like, owe them now because they've just given me a a bouquet of roses. So I'll just let them off the hook. And, um, or they'll say in one thing, oh my God, I can't believe, like, you're so stupid. You really, you know, you got us in so much trouble there, or you could have done this, you done that, or you've, you forgot to pay that electric bill. But isn't your outfit so lovely? You look so gorgeous in, in that, in that outfit. I love the way you've done your hair, but you are still stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, uh, I'm being sandwiched <laughs> here with, what am I? Am I good or stupid or pretty or, you know what? Like, and then, and then you're left going, Am I nuts? Because mm. like this person just gives me so many compliments all the time, but yet sometimes says really horrible things. Maybe I must be the crazy one. Like I, because you know, someone who's that who's that good couldn't be doing anything against me. They really have my back, you know. Yeah. And that's where we actually end up falling foul of so many things like that. You know, mm-hmm. I had um, I had a friend who there was literally nothing she could do that would fix anything. So she would go away and work on herself and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then I don't like this about you. Go and change that. I don't like this about you. 
I go and change that. I don't like this about you. I'll go and change that. And so the narcissist said, I don't like this. And then she would go fix it. Mm -hmm. She would go fix it. And then everything Mm -hmm. that she fixed, Mm -hmm. there was, there was something else. Mm -hmm. And here's the shocker. You're (laughs) never going to be the right person, the right partner for the wrong person. Right. So no matter how much self work you do, if you're not a fit, you're not a fit. Okay. I love to live by the thing of shake and move on. You know, if you get to a point and you go, this really isn't working for me, I am having to justify my own behavior and my own thoughts and my own, you know, values and beliefs to align with yours. And I'm really bringing everything that I hold true into question just so I'm trying to align with yours. It's time to get out. You know, well, but that's the key. I think a lot of us enter into that not having those actual like what truths and values do I hold true? Because a lot of yeah. us enter it like, well, the truths and values you hold true is to make sure everyone's happy around you and that mm-hmm. everyone likes you. Like it's always this outward, just like the narcissist, yeah. except you're on the opposite end. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that you talk about self-love because that is the only way you can shake and leave yeah. is if you actually love yourself and you have yeah. those standards. That's the key, key point, because you you will not fall into the grips of a narcissist if you do the work on yourself first. So if For you're yourself, in a that. relationship like that <laughs> and you're not trying to get and you're trying to get out of it or mm. you've come out of it and you're going, um, you know, oh, I need to get into another relationship before you do that. Look, at, be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be fully in love with the person and the reflection that you see. And I do lots with my clients. I do lots of mirror work. And also one of the things that I do that is a very, very quick way of training your brain to fall in love with yourself and telling the universe that you're in love with yourself is everything that you do that's great. You say to yourself, oh my God, you're great for doing that. It's not brilliant the way you just managed to work that out. So you're watching something or you're adding something up and then you've suddenly realized that you've actually added up a bill in your head and you haven't used your phone go oh my god aren't you like you're cleverer than I thought you're great you Mm. are cooking something and you go oh my god I just threw all these random ingredients together this is lovely and in your head you're going you are awesome you're great you're doing something in work and all of a sudden you've pulled together this like presentation or you've made a, a worksheet or a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet is is great and you've done it in less time than ever you go isn't it great that you actually have the capability that you've been able to do this? And then remember back to time when you couldn't do it. So every time you do anything, you're backing up the fact that you're great and you're improving and that you love who you are and what you're doing because you're awesome and you're saying you're awesome to yourself. So then that pattern of behavior is so transfixed in who we are and so ingrained as soon as somebody upsets our apple cart whether it be side chat in work or bitching here or a narcissist family because you can get narcissists in in family dynamics as well and they're worse because sometimes they're harder to walk away from because everyone goes that's just the way they are Mm. I hate that that's bullshit to me that is bullshit that's just the way they are well what if every time I walked into a room and they punched me in the face is that just the way they are? Would I allow myself to be punched in the face? And I have, I've 
friends and people that I know really well who have been in relationships like this. And that's what I would say. I wish that she came home with a black eye or a broken wrist because mm-hmm. then people would take action. Yeah. You're standing and watching this mental abuse, but because there's no physical hurt, everyone goes, oh, that's fine. Aqua. Oh, sure, they seem happy. Yeah, just Are you listening? under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, say not. Sure, they're, sure they're married or mm-hmm. that's just the way they are. That's bullshit. That's just people who are too afraid to step up to the mark for somebody else. I would rather mm. people fall out with me, but know that I'm here for them. And if you're choosing to fall out with me because I'm flagging up a scenario that is unhealthy for you to be in, mm-hmm. when you figure out that, that I'm, I'm here and I have your best of intent, then I'm, I'm still here with the best of intent. You mm-hmm. need to figure this out for yourself. Too many people are afraid of saying things like, oh, you know, she might fall out with me if I say that, or he might. Do you know what? If you don't even like the partner, why the fuck do you worry whether they whether they fall out with you or not? Right. Like, honestly, that's, that's <laughs> what I think. Like, oh, why no, do you but care it could be about finances. Yeah, it could be finances. It gets really complicated because they start to take all the control. So yeah. it's like where you live and all these things, but those things can be taken care of. There are people to support yes, you. Yeah. There is, no matter what walk of life you're in, if everything is held up in one account that they have every single pin number two. One of my girlfriends literally arrived to my house and slept on my floor for three months. She had nothing. Mm -hmm. And she built everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. I moved into, I had a, a tiny, a smaller, much smaller house with only like one bed. Mm-hmm. And I moved into here, which has got three bedrooms and a dressing room and I had spare, but I didn't have any furniture in it. I literally had just got the keys mm-hmm. and she said, have you a spare room? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm packing a bag and coming. Mm-hmm. And she had, she, she had nothing. She mm-hmm. literally built everything up from scratch and it was very dark. And she went through probably the worst phase of her life. She lost her identity she lost her home that she because she she left she lost her sister um and Mm. she lost an 18-year marriage Mm -hmm. but then she built everything up off off the back of it again you know and it can it can happen one of the programs that I coach that I designed and it's called the tree of life right Mm -hmm. and it's got it's a deep dive into 20 three different aspects of your life asking the same four questions right Mm -hmm. so the whole reason why it's called the tree of life is a branch can break you know you can get something go go wrong but visually it you print out three nine a four pages all Mm -hmm. pieces together to make one big tree you've got Mm -hmm. the roots and you can see under the ground you've got the trunk and you've got the branches so every aspect is there a branch can break a tree could literally be cut down and this is where I got the idea from it from my grandparents had this huge palm tree in their living room mm-hmm. and it, it just grew to the point where they had no, no light my uncle cut the entire palm tree down to a stub drilled into the stump and poured petrol in it to kill yeah. it at the root yeah within five within five years a couple of little shoots started to, to come out and then 
I, it started to grow. And then they kept it because it was a ma manageable side. So the entire tree has been cut right down to the base. It's had holes drilled into it and petrol pulled in to rot the roots. Mm -hmm. And yet it still managed to come back. Mm. So no matter where you are in life, no matter how dark a scenario is, you can come back from everything. I have had times in my life where I was so poor that I was like months away from being on the streets. I literally lived in a state of anxiety going at any moment now, I am going to be on the streets. Everything that I own will be on the streets. And I would be lying in my bed in winter with no electricity, no heat. And I would charge my phone and work. Nobody knew what was going on. Mm. I would shower and work. I would find like little scraps of food around work and I would eat there. And mm. everybody just thought that, you know, I was such a bougie broke yeah. person. Yeah. You wouldn't have known. Anytime I had money, I, I bought rounds of coffees. You know? mm. So I so nobody would ever know that I didn't have anything. But mm. I my reality was I was going home to nothing. Mm. And I would be lying in the bed and I would see my own breath coming mm. out and thinking you know at least I have a front door to lock so no matter how cold I am or how miserable this is right now I have a front door to lock and I have all of my possessions mm -hmm. so I could still see the gratitude in that and mm. I built everything back up again from from that so no matter how dark a scenario is and it's also that thing of, you know, in the Wizard of Oz where they're skipping through the forest and they go, oh, it's going to get darker before it gets lighter whenever we mm. get to Oz. Mm -hmm. It is going to get darker. Things can get tougher. Uh, but once you come out the other side, what is, is it better to live in misery and anxiety because you're too scared of having a little bit of a bump in the road? And if you're... If you come from a million pound mansion and you end up in a, you know, two up, two down, you know, terraced house. So what? It's yeah. yours. Mm -hmm. There's no one calling your shots. If you end up from being, you know, having it all and then you're on government welfare for a while. If you had it all before, you can get it all back again. Mm -hmm. One of my best girlfriends, she, um, her husband, they had this amazing multi-million pound business and life and everything that they could ev ever possibly want. And she came in one day and the bailiffs are there and he had cleaned them out. He had taken mm -hmm. all of the money and he had salted it all away. And she was living this, you know, dream life with a child in arm and Gucci bags and Mercedes Benzes and everything to literally they were going, we want your keys to your car and uh, you're not allowed anything else in the house. We're seizing mm -hmm. everything. Oh my God. And the husband had done a runner with it, you know? Mm. So she ended up with that and ended up in, on government welfare. She's built it all back up again. Mm -hmm. So no matter how dark it gets, it's only a blip in time. Look at COVID. Yeah. Co like who would have thought at the end of 2019, 2020 was going to be what it was. And now we're in 2022 and it's almost like, did that happen? Like, did I, like did, <laughs> was I locked in my house for a year? Like, did that, did that, yeah, did that really just happen? Just like a, a blink, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, time is Am strange I, like that. Yeah. And a great way to look at it like this, once you rip the bandaid off, you know, 
and there's a scab underneath and the, the band-aid has caught the scab and it mm-hmm. bleeds, mm-hmm. it will eventually stop, another scab will form and then it will heal. There was a time in my life when I was being so brutally bullied whenever I was at school and mm. it was just, it was like the worst ever to the point where I was thinking, not that I was going to kill myself because I've always known that I'm on the earth for a bigger purpose and that I was there. I just, that as a child, mm-hmm. I didn't know what how to work that out in my head, but I knew that this was a blip. So even though I was going, I want to be dead, and I was thinking, I was even thinking, how would I do it if I was to kill myself? What would be the, what would be the best way for everyone? So this is this is the thoughts mm-hmm. of a twelve-year-old child, wow. right? I would need a, I would have to do it somewhere where like a policeman would either find me or an ambulance person then I was going but then imagine in their head they wouldn't understand why I'd done it and this might plague them for the rest of their life that's not fair I'm dyslexic my parents don't know what's going on my grandparents don't know they would all be so sad if I wasn't in their lives and then the oldest person that I had ever known was 91 and it was my great-grandmother and she was still alive when I was alive Mm. so when I like I had this visualization of my life as this timeline mm-hmm. you know the the time that I was in was so short that it was it was only from like 12 to 16 and then mm-hmm. I'm out of there but if I lived in 91 on the scale of this of this line it's so minuscule and I can do so much more when I come out the other side so if you feel that you are stuck in any way, it's not going to be pretty, it's not going to be pleasant, and the narcissist will be so angry that you have left that they will do everything in their power. Mm -hmm. If you literally go, take it all. I literally, I, my mental health and who I am, you can, now people will be legally allowed to certain numbers of things, mm-hmm. but see stupid things like, you know, pence and pounds and cars and vases and pictures. And Tina Turner literally walked out on Ike and was mm-hmm. like, I want nothing. I'm going to do this all by myself. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that stuff has a lot of emotional mold on it too. It's like, yeah. especially the gifts or the possessions you have, if you didn't buy it on your own, they bought it for you. So when you take it, yeah that has that narcissist control mold on it. So don't take it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just oh do, it, do it yourself. <clears throat> do it yourself. And, yeah. and you you had the bullies. Did you have a personal experience with a narcissist at all? Or mainly you just witnessed? I, I've witnessed it. And I struggled. I struggled very. I'm not a great one for keeping my mouth shut, you know. So I kind of, I'm very happy to call out behavior. Because mm. the thing is, I hold my own values very close to my own heart so how I treat people and how I let people treat me so if I would never treat somebody in a way there is not a mission I'm letting somebody treat me lesser than I would treat somebody else Mm. and you know I have worked with some incredibly successful people all over the world I have worked with big stars I have worked with royalty and I have worked with the homeless and mm-hmm. every single person is exactly the same to me. And I will treat every single person in the same way. I have never bowed down to anyone because of their job role, because mm-hmm. that's just a title. They're all a human being at the end of the day. And that person 
who is now the CEO of some global international firm, three paychecks and a divorce or whatever, or a scandal, and you could be that homeless person I'm feeding on the street in three yeah. months. So yeah. I've never hero worshipped anybody because of the because of their title. I have hero worshipped people because of their actions. Mm. You know, if somebody does something wonderful or I see them showing up in the world in a wonderful way, they get all my praise and all my adoration and all that. Mm. Which is why one of my which was so sad because one of my biggest influences and you know a real role model for me for such a long time was jk rowling because mm. i had nothing she wrote the th this book in a coffee shop where she was hugging a mug of coffee i've been to edinburgh you can see where she's picking up all of her inspiration and she wrote this this book from her imagination and her brain and and then she made so much money and she was a bit she was a billionaire Mm -hmm. And she lost her billionaire status because she had given so much of her money to charity. Because, mm -hmm. as she said, there's only so much money that I could possibly need. And yeah. she gave away so much of her money to good causes. And I used to just think, what an amazing way to show up. I, would, I don't think I would probably ever make the billionaire status because I'd always be going, listen, I have a house, I have a car of this. Mm -hmm. And then it's such a shame now that she's kind of, with her actions and her stance on, you know, certain things and how vocal she's been about anti-LGBT stuff. I just can't respect her anymore. Mm. But and it's so hurt. It's so hurtful for me yeah. because here was somebody for so many years that I was going, this person has lost their billionaire status. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because they've given away so much of their money to charity over COVID and everything like that, I set up soup kitchens and things and gave away everything that I everything that I could possibly do. Mm -hmm. So it just that's that's what I mean about, you know, when you've got key values and core beliefs, as soon as somebody like if I was somebody else, I would go, oh well, I can look past her her thoughts and beliefs. I can understand that anybody can make a mistake and say the wrong thing mm -hmm. and then educate themselves and go, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, what I said maybe did really offend some people I'm so sorry but mm -hmm. it's the fact that you get educated and you still have a certain things of belief just say nothing less yeah. said sooner mended <laughs> believe whatever the fuck you want yeah. do whatever the fuck you want in your own house in your behind closed doors but when you have a public platform and you're giving other people permission to show up in the world like a wanker then no, yeah. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Don't. If it's not that, love, that, it's that, hate, that, then don't, yeah. don't spread it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that point too about you don't put anyone on a pedestal no matter how much money they have, how much clout. I think that's the other thing that for me personally, I did is I put mine on a pedestal and that's why I worshiped him. That's why I just fell so codependently in love with him because I thought, well, he's, he's better than me. So without him, I'm nothing. And that's where you get vulnerable. That's where you just get abused yeah. and abused. Mm. Yeah. And that is, that's the thing. I, so I know what I'm bringing to the table. So if you're not matching me or, you know, lifting me up, you know, lift everybody up as you climb, mm -hmm. as you're climbing, I'm picking everybody up as I'm going. Yeah. So I'm not going to have somebody try to pull me down. So it's when you're spotting things and going, well, they've got this lovely car. I'll give you a great example of this. Mm -hmm. There was a girl that I know very, very well and was very, very close to. And it was just, it was soul destroying how she was letting this man treat her. Mm 
Mm. And it just, I, and I, I just couldn't get my head around it. And we were always falling out. And she was leaving him and she wasn't. She was leaving and she wasn't. And he was a dick and then he wasn't a dick. And she at one point said, well, you know, like, I mean, for every six months of upset that we have, you know, with the loveliest weekends, we'll have a really lovely weekend where he'll take me out for dinner and blah, blah, blah. And it's just great. And I said, can I just flag up what you've said for every six months of upset that you put yourself through? You have one weekend where he will take you out for dinner and he take he's taking you out to a chain restaurant where the most expensive things about $10.99. He's <laughs> not whining and dining you. In a normal, healthy relationship, it is six months of bliss and togetherness and a 48-hour period where somebody might have a beef about something. That's what a normal, you're not in a normal, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. I am, I am. It's great, it's great. So there would be all these conversations all the time. Mm -hmm. And then there was one time I said to her, I said to her, right, you tell me here and now, you tell me, five things right now that you love about him oh uh 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 um they're really they're really dependent uh they're um you're putting me on the spot <laughs> and i and then she said to me you name five things that you love about me and i said i love how great you are in the world i love how you show up i love that you do this i love that you do that i love this about you i love that about you i said i could probably name 20 I said, there is your, there's your mark. Mm -hmm. You're not in love. You're stuck in a scenario that you can't get out of, that you're not letting yourself break out of. So she goes, it's only because you can think faster than I can and you knew you were going to say that. I said, I didn't know that I was going to say that. That's just because I heard you speak so much. I never heard you say the word love once in anything that mm -hmm. you did or anything that you said in this conversation. So I've just asked you, tell me what you love about them. And you can't answer it because you actually don't love anything about this person because mm -hmm. you know that you're you're in the wrong environment, but you're just making every excuse of the day as to why you will not break away. Mm -hmm. She's more attached to her fear of the unknown and attached to just the comfort of This particular person was more... Well, I think was more attached to what other people would think. And that's mm, another thing. That's another thing. Never give two shits what mm. anybody else thinks. Because dance to the beat of your own drum. I wouldn't care if somebody like looked side and was like, oh, they were in a relationship and now they're not. So? Yeah. <laughs> and what of it? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm really happy within my own head. How's your mental health if you're judging me for leaving a narcissistic abuser? Well, yes. <laughs> well thank you. You know, you crack on with that one. That's, you know, I'm grand. Oh my gosh. Like we could continue to spill the tea all freaking day long because there's yes. so many people unfortunately affected, but you've brought so many powerful tips and coaching and encouragement. So to the I will you. say self-love. That is the key. As mm -hmm. soon as you fall wholeheartedly in love with yourself, everything else will, will work out fine. That is the key takeaway message be your own wingman be your own support act and always think if this is making me feel uncomfortable now i might i love that be your own wingman oh so listen just before we go um one of the another big thing that i would love 
to get across to everybody out there is, you know, listen to what everyone is saying, okay? If everybody is saying the same thing, they're not all lying. And why would everybody that loves you so dearly and so wholeheartedly, if they're saying, we're not sure that, you know, you're being treated well, or we're not sure that this is the right environment for you, or we're not sure he's very nice to you, or are you sure that you're comfortable with the way he speaks to you? Because the thing about a narcissist is their mask slips a lot of the time. They can be great in public, but they only hold it up so long. So when you've got really close friends who are at your house all the time or, you know, parents who are, you know, visiting children and they're in the narcissist environment, their mask slips because they're in the comfort of their own home. Mm -hmm. So they'll back chat to somebody or talk down to somebody in a way that makes somebody else go, what did I just hear? Does he speak to you like that all the time? You're like, what? (laughs) That's just, just how we talk to each other. So really pay attention and think to yourself why would everybody in your life be saying the same thing and why would everybody in your life not want to see you happy so that's what you have to be asking yourself and then also my other top tip as well is be secure enough within your own skin no matter what happens when you come out the other side it all will be fine you Mm. may have You know, you may have distanced yourself or isolated yourself from a lot of your friends and family. Those people are all in the wings waiting to catch. Mm -hmm. They maybe haven't been allowed to because, you know, you have been cultivated into an environment where you are on your own so that you could. So there was too much outside chatter saying that he wasn't being very nice. She wasn't being very nice. So all of a sudden, all those people that were chatting away like that they're they're on the fringes or you know they've said this or they've said that don't hang around with these people you know you just need me as soon as you pull the abort cord and that you jump out of that plane and your parachute will open and your parachute will be the helping hands of everybody who loves you with zero judgment and just gone we're here Mm -hmm. we're we're catching you we are your safety net I'm sorry that it's taken you five years to figure this out, but we are, we're so glad and we're here. So know that no matter how dark it seems, you know, there's a handrail to get you through it. You know, there's a handrail in the dark, just waiting Mm -hmm. for you to reach out. I love that. Yeah. And even I'll add this too, that even if it's somebody who doesn't have anybody waiting in the wings, possibly because your family also is narcissistic. There is somebody. There was one person. I know mine was this brand new roommate who I barely knew. And she was my someone we chatted with and supported each other together. Brand new in the relationship. And then I went to a therapist. And then that's the other wing. Like you just start attracting people that will help you. Yeah. Uh, How to get yourself into a great headspace is like meditation morning and night. Mm -hmm. Constantly telling yourself how great you are. Reminding yourself you're great. Reframing the negative back chat that you say about yourself and then all of a sudden once you reframe that you start going well I'm not going to let other people say that to me everything's a journey and if you're not a good meditator I wasn't a good meditator because I my mind was too was too chatty I did Mm -hmm. guided 
20 minute meditations then I got myself up to a bit more and now I can do guided ones or or not but mm-hmm. raise your own vibration so that you transcend this the scenario that you're in yeah. So I'm that I just wanted Love before this. I know our time is, is is running short. So I just wanted to to drop that little nugget in as well. I love those nuggets. And that just reaffirms what I'm always saying here on the podcast. So it's not just me, ladies and gentlemen. It is not just me saying these things. Yeah. I love that. Those are so powerful. I think it's all about the mind. Our power, yeah. our mind is powerful. And if we let the narcissist control it, then we will mm-hmm. always just be in the fog. But right. if we take back our power, you have it within you yeah. already. My my saying is change your thoughts, change your vibe to change your life. You know, yeah. as soon as you change the thought that, you know, this is acceptable, then your vibration changes that I don't I don't tolerate this and your mm-hmm. life changes because you naturally then start to make moves in anything. Any yeah. addict can 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 stop being an addict but it's only them that can do it. So whether it's drugs or alcohol or shopping or gambling or your partner, because you're addicted to whatever they're giving out, it is the same mental process. Mm -hmm. And the fear of not having it is almost keeping you there. And, you know, junkies lose their friends and family because they've, they've stolen from them or they've lied to them or they've done whatever. You know, look at it a bit like that. You're just, you're an addict for the scenario that you're in. But like that, you can change it. You can change your thoughts, which will change the environment that you live in. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Great. Now, where well, can we dive deeper and listen more of you? Well, um, you can get Jean and I every week on Dating is Such a Drag. Our website is datingissuchadrag.com. And if you want to email us, then we will read out any of your love problems or yeah. thoughts or things. You know, whether you're single and you're, you're wanting to attract the right partner or you're in a relationship and you just want to ask a little bit of advice, we answer um, all sorts of questions. And that's I'm really Dating enjoying is Such those. a Drag. Yeah. yeah, Dating is Such a Drag at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And all those links will be in the show notes as well, you guys. Yo, and Glacius. Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Ciao. Thank, Thank you. you. Much you love and light. Perfect. Yeah. And no matter, no matter how dark you think it's going to get, it might get that dark, but the dawn will be so much prettier when you come out the other side. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I always conclude every episode with keep your unique light shining. Perfect. I love that. That's it. That's the whole goal. You you keep your light shining. Yes. Thank you so much. And you (laughs) back. Thank you so much for your time. It's so amazing, Marcus. Thank you for your wisdom. No worries. Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show and Marcus at Lady P and me. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories if you'd like. Tag us so we can connect with you. And don't forget to DM me free gift to get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop. And once you sign up for that workshop, you're going to get a whole bunch of other beautiful goodies and gifts from me directly to your inbox. Don't forget to grab your Trauma to Triumph Summit free ticket in the link in the show notes. And... Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, breaking negative patterns, and finding the root causes with the emotion and body code. Visit www.madvi, 
That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. I can personally attest that this is an amazing way to heal trauma out that you can't do with meditation and thought therapy and talk therapy and all the things. So reach out to her and get a free 30-minute consultation to see if this is something that can help you. I'm offering one-on-one coaching. Reach out, contact me if you need additional guidance to help you in your recovery from narcissistic abuse. And if you're enjoying this podcast, leave a positive rating and review. We'll see you next episode. I feel so lost, never at home. Need to be strong, every breath hold. Cause I can't move on till I